in this week's show we talk about witchcraft throughout Europe and how it became to get to its highest point and back to its lowest point. Hello and welcome to the show. My name's Andrew Frewinghouse and this week we're talking about the witchcraft era. Yes, you've probably heard about it. We're doing a brand new theatrical tour in Southampton and Windsor called Witchcraft and Torture. So this week I thought, well, how apt would it be to talk about witchcraft in general? And you know what? Between 1580 and 1630, there was around 50,000 people burnt at the stake in Europe. About 80% of those were ladies and over the age of 40 as well. Um, Believe it or not, the UK was actually one of the most lenient places, despite what you may have heard. And you only have to look around at what our friends in Europe did at the time to execute their witches. They relied a lot on torture, whereas in England in particular, it was only ever torture used if it was agreed by the monarch at the time. Something very different to the rest of the continent. So it was very rare, in fact, and it was much more restrained here. Now, that meant there was about 81 torture warrants issued throughout English history. And the death toll in Scotland uh, really wasn't that much in comparison to England. It's it's a really big thing, isn't it? We know about Matthew Hopkins, who was uh, the man who proclaimed to be the witch finder general. A lot of people said that he probably did his publicity stunt, maybe because he was a witch himself. Self, who knows, but it's certainly a very interesting story when you look at who uh, Matthew Hopkins was. So, he was around between 1620 and 1647, and he called himself the English Witch Hunter. Now, his career became really big during the English Civil War, uh, which he called himself and said he held the office of Witch Finder General, which I think is um, one that he created. It was never actually bestowed by the Parliament, and he created witch hunts across East Anglia. Now began in 1644 and he didn't run up to his retirement in 1647. And him and his associates and friends, well they were responsible for people being hanged for witchcraft. So yeah, it's a pretty big thing. Um, he was also responsible for an increase in witch trials as well. And was believed to be responsible for uh, a number of executions and allegations between the year of 1644 and 1646 he apparently claimed 300 people were witches hmm now over the time there was about 500 executions for witchcraft we did say a moment ago that we didn't really rely on torture but executions we did and a lot of those came from investigations if you can call it that by Hopkins and a colleague of his called John Stern so their efforts accounted for, believe it or not, a huge 60% of the executions over a 14-month crusade. That, that's um, a lot, a lot. And it was more than most per month uh, for the, um, over the 160 years. So what did this man do? Well... From the Lancaster witch trials, which took place in 1612 and 1634, loads of you were, or mainly females, were accused of being witches. The work of Hopkins and Stern didn't really prove anything, to be honest with you. A lot of it was made up. He, he made up a lot of people were devils as well, which is quite interesting. 
A lot of it's probably malicious acts. Now, we said before, most of them took place in East Anglia, but it's spread across to England. And, as we know, as we said before, it went to Essex. Um, they were able to travel through counties, which was quite unique back in those days. Now, how did Hopkins' career begin? Well, it began as a witch finder, as he claimed he was, simply from overhearing couple of ladies or group of ladies talking about meetings with the devil so he made accusations against them claiming that they were doing witchcraft and they were tried in Chelmsford in 1645 yep of some of those some were thrown in prison some were executed although the four that were put in prison uh, and sadly did die um, the other 19 were convicted and uh, hanged so he was responsible for a lot of, I guess, scaremongering as well. Uh, at the time, of course, King James was really into demonology, which probably helped a little bit in uh, getting these kind of acts to take place. And they did a lot of weird things for two witches, you know. They did strange things like they would cut them on the arm with a blood knife to see if they didn't bleed. Hmm. She was said to be a witch... Another method was a swimming test, based on the idea that as witches had renounced their baptism, water would reject them. So suspects would often tie to a chair and just simply throw them into water to see if they could swim. Well, floated. Um, if they floated, then well, apparently they were witches. Though we should probably add here that regardless of whether you floated or didn't float, you pretty much were going to meet your end anyway. So it was a no-win situation there. Um, and that's why they kind of got rid of that idea after several years. So. They also believed that if you're a witch or sorcerer, you had no feelings as well. You're completely dead and you wouldn't bleed. And that's why they would they would do these kind of things. They also believed that you have a, a special mole or birthmark or an extra nipple as well. And if you had any of those visible marks which looked anything like any of those, even though they weren't, you were going to be subject to what they called witch prickers. They were people who were employed um, and they would use special tactics to prick the accusees with knives and special needles looking for those marks we mentioned about. Of course, after the subject had been shaved of all their hair to make it easier lovely but also look at familiars you might have heard that from the most recent series of Sabrina the Teenage Witch if you haven't watched that on Netflix I recommend it it's so different to the original and it, it's captivating although yeah okay it does give you a little bit of an insight very loosely into witchcraft but you see on there they have familiars such as cats or dogs I would drink the witch's blood from that mark so if you did any of those you were going to be subject to death so as you can tell, we were pretty harsh back in the day, pretty mean, pretty gruesome. And a lot of these things came from things such as the same witch trials. Uh, and of course we had them in the UK as well. So, what I left to tell you about is our brand new tour coming to Southampton and Windsor called Witchcraft and Torture. We'll be looking at, yes, witchcraft and torture, but also execution as well as we dig back into England's 
mysterious and very dark path. That tour comes very, very soon. So stay on our like page and our website for more information. Next week, we'll look at torture in England and how that affected the country. So I'll see you then.